Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello, welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Uh, welcome to this glorious <laughs> Sabbath morning, even though it's Thursday, but you know. <laughs> is it Thursday or is it Wednesday? Well, it's Thursday, oh, it's Thursday. people are listening to this. <laughs> JK, I'm on the struggle bus as usual. Katie's okay. trying to be slick, and I'm like, it's not Thursday. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Sarah, go with the magic I'm trying to create. <laughs> it's because I lose track of days all the time. So I was like, oh, fuck, is it already Thursday? Like, I thought today was Wednesday. <laughs> I'm behind. <laughs> Anyways, how are you, Katie? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm better today. I feel like, you know, lots of ups and downs and this wild ride called motherhood, but today is a better day. So good. 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 Yeah. I like that you're honest about it. You're not just like, oh, it's rainbows and roses all the time. <laughs> I don't even know how people do that. You know, one of the greatest things that I will forever be grateful, hashtag grateful for living in Germany is like how Germans are just when you ask them how they're doing they give you an honest answer like it's not yeah I'm good how are you like fake you know which sometimes is really annoying for me when I was living there but now I'm just like fuck I appreciate that like if someone asks me I no longer say yeah I'm good if I'm not I'm like actually no um it's been a shit day or it's been really depressing and it's so hilarious because you'll see people's faces being like Oh, I'm uncomfortable now. Like, I just yeah. wanted you to say good and move on. <laughs> like, awkward. Now I have to talk to her about her feelings. <laughs> like, even today, we're cracking up. I'm on my little tangent already. But our so the, the house that we rent, the owners have like a gardener. So we don't personally, but they have a gardener who comes. And he's German. And he came over today and it was around lunch. And I was like, should we ask him if he wants lunch? And Greg was like, yeah, I think so. Like, we should just be polite. I'm sure he'll say no. And I was like, okay. So I like, opened the door and I was like, oh, um, would you like some lunch? And he's like, yeah, actually, that'd be great. Like, whatever you have, like a sandwich would be simple, anything like that. And I was just thinking, no American or Brit would say that. I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm fine. Like, don't worry about it. But the German was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take a sandwich. That sounds good. Oh, oh hell yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> I love the honesty. It's so good. Yeah, same. Well, uh, dear, dear listeners, uh, I don't have any opening announcements, but I am very pumped. I'm very excited because Sarah prepared today's episode and I don't know it's coming. <laughs> ah, some, you know, fair warning as usual. It was prepared in the middle of the night with some nightly feeds slash during the day of constant interruption. So if it doesn't flow, I tried my best to keep it super organized. Got my little Google Docs up. I even have headlines. So fingers crossed, guys. It makes Hell sense. yeah. And, Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually, I'm really fascinated with this one. So this topic came in with one of our listeners. So Katie posted the other day, like, what would you guys want to hear? Like, what topic ideas? And someone wrote in about the Mormon dentist who murdered his wife. Mm-hmm. And so trigger warning, this is a true crime episode. So if anyone, you know, doesn't feel comfortable listening or doesn't like these or trigger something, like, it is going to involve a murder and it's true crime. So Stop now. Don't listen anymore. Um, for the rest yeah. of you, buckle up, because this is a whew, 
crazy story. Like, oh, I, yeah. So I've heard a little bit about this, but I purposely didn't look too deep into it because I wondered if it was maybe what you might be covering. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say, I saw this man's picture and yikes. Like, mm-hmm. it gave me the shivers, but whew, I'm it's, sure we'll get into it. It's wild. Like, honestly, like I, I saw it. So I saw it in the one of our listeners sent it and I briefly just did a Google like the day of and was like, oh, interesting. And then when I decided I was like, you know, what, I'm in the mood for true crime. Um, let's do that. I know it's like a lot more digging and it's kind of like hard to get at with the angle of Mormons because I wanted to know, like, are they going to talk about Mormonism specifically with this case? And you open it. And my God, is this story wild and it's very fresh so I do want to like preface this now that it's still ongoing like it's you know just happened this month of March so it's still a lot is still being uncovered and discovered and obviously our condolences to the families that and the the victim of course who this happened to and those who are affected um but it's just a crazy crazy story and it makes your stomach just drop because not only do you hear about what happened but you see the actual exchanges so there are pictures like screenshots of text messages that oh my goodness so we'll get into it but it just makes your stomach you just think like how how can someone be like that um okay so before we get into it so my sources for this episode are cnn did an uh, article that they posted on this cafemom.com also did an article ldsdaily.com did an article so i even got one from you know lds daily which i don't know if it's 100 percent like from the church but obviously it's like narratives by the church um New York Post, also preference like Daily Mail, don't love them. Actually, I find them pretty horrible, but they had some pretty detailed shit in their articles, which is probably done in a really shady way, but we're going to go with it anyways. <laughs> Daily Mail had a few, and meow.com, <laughs> don't know how to pronounce meow. it. It's like, it's like meow or meow, M-E-A-W-W.com. So those out of the way, those are my sources. Let's get into it. So we're going to first talk about the three main people who are in this true crime um, and then what happened and how the church ties into all of this. Okay. So the first person is James Tolliver Craig, a.k.a. Jim Craig. So that's now maybe makes sense, Katie, as to why in the Patreon episode I came across Kane. <laughs> Oh, you in my uh, nightly breastfeeding sessions, I, my brain was not working. And I was like, who is James Kane and Mormon? And it just, yeah. Wrong oh, name. that's how, OK. Yeah, we just did a Patreon yeah. episode and, and that makes sense now. <laughs> there you go. OK, so he is a Colorado dentist and who was active in the church. So it was his his uh, wife. And he also was a father of six children with his wife. He was friends with his business partner and, quote, all around pillar of the community. So that was Mm -hmm. from the independent.co.uk article about this as well. He was 43 years old, living in the Denver, Colorado area and a practicing dentist and was married to Angela Prey Craig in 1999. And they had six children together. And as I already mentioned, they were very active church members. So on their social media is like lots of photos of them outside the temple um 
lots of very stereotypical Mormon social media. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, funnily enough, if you are just bored and want to do some Googling, everyone, you can just Google <laughs> Jim Craig or James Tolliver Craig dentist practice. And it's still up and Google has reviews. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's really not nice. But it's like literally like Google reviews have given him like his dentist practice like a one. And some of the comments are like, he's legit a murderer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So so we got him. So that is James, a.k.a. Jim. Angela Prey Craig. She is the wife of James Craig and the mother of the six children. And in one of the articles this is how she was described, quote, Mrs. Craig had been active in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, filling various positions, including choir director, teacher, and youth organization leader. Um, this is all in her obituary, by the way. Um, however, she most loved working as a family history consultant. She worked on her own family's history with a powerful dedication, but she also helped friends complete theirs. No doubt she has many friends and family members on the other side of the veil because of the work she has done in this life for them. Aurora, Denver, uh, Colorado, sorry, uh, the same place where she was raised, she raised her family in the same town where she died. So now we already know that she is the wife who he murdered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And then the third person we can talk about, because this story is kind of, all over the place. I wanted to get these people sorted first and then get into what happened. So you have James Craig, who is the husband, and then you have Angela, who's the wife, and then you have Karen Kane, again, which is why I got things confused. Oh, okay. So who is Karen Kane? And this is from the article, the meow or meow.com. Um, she is a graduate of the University of Texas at Houston Orthodontic Program. She's lived in Marble Falls since 2004, has two children. She graduated from Faith Academy of Marble Falls. Um, I mean, she's got tons of academic and career awards and whatnot. And she has like if you Google on YouTube, if you just type in Karen Kane, she has lots of videos of her promoting her practice, her orthodontic practice. So watching oh, you also okay. gives you like the chill bumps to watch. Is she Mormon too? She's not, but she is the mistress of James Craig. Oh, so the good Mormon man, the pillar of the community, uh-huh. has a is cheating on his wife with a non-member. Exactly. So she is in the middle of a divorce. So she's married to a guy named Jason. And they actually have this orthodontic practice together. Um, so they work together, everything. They have two children. They're in the middle of divorce, and she is the mistress of James Craig. Damn, so, how messy is that? <laughs> oh, it's it's messy. And there's lots of details. So basically, she was trying to deny it at first, but there's too many there are too many messages and proofs that basically confirm so there's even like an email um that there's a screenshot of an email that you can see um all of their text messages were super quote intimate in nature and contained sexually explicit conversation ew yeah yeah Yeah. we're a father of six and your father of six what are you doing dude Uh. um 
And then also, so in addition to that, it's the investigators in this uh, ongoing case said that it appears James was flying this woman into Denver while his wife and the mother of his children was dying in the hospital. <gasps> yeah. So when this is happening, Karen also wrote an email where she writes it out and there's like a screenshot, which again, I don't know, I'm kind of a bit like, Yes, I'm using these screenshots for the story. How these people got the screenshots, like if it's the Daily Mail, that's probably shady and not very legal. But I'm going to go with it anyway because <laughs> I saw them on there. Um, it says, hi, honey. I'm so sorry for what has transpired this week in your world. I am so sorry I'm not a part of your world to be more of help to you. And instead, I am pulling you away. This is so hard. I want to be and do whatever I can to support and encourage you. And I don't want to add to what has become an incredibly difficult time. I can't imagine what it is doing to you to walk your kids through this. I do want to give you comfort. I can, but I do not feel it is right for me to mix in with all these gatherings to mourn Angela either. And I do not want to meet your family as a friend and try to conceal what I feel for you. I'm praying for you and seeking God's wisdom for this time. I love Ew. you. Ew. Yeah. Oh, you're probably going to get to it. Uh, okay, I'm just not going to ask. <laughs> I think oh, you'll yeah. get to we'll it, get but it's to just it. like she okay, yeah. All right. I'm just buckling up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. So that's the screenshot of the email there. Okay, so now we're going to get into it. So what exactly happened? Um so James Tolliver Craig, 45 or 43, I can't remember the age. He was arrested Sunday and was this past Sunday was preliminary charged with the first degree murder of his wife, Angela Craig, 43, after she was hospitalized for severe headaches and dizziness. And this is what the police department announced. So the motivation basically and why they think it's him is they said that he poisoned his wife so he could start a new life with his mistress. The one we just mentioned, Karen Kane. I mean, I, uh, do these people not know that divorce exists? Exactly. And this is purely me speculating. My theory, not mentioned anywhere. It could be completely bullshit, whatever. But honestly, part of me thinks with Mormons who, I mean, this is the second case now where a husband, instead of just getting divorced, killed his spouse slash or his entire family. And in this case, I'm just like, well, maybe it's because they're taught that if they die, they can get married again in the celestial king, like in the temple and be sealed and still be married to both women. Oh, my God. I I'm just throwing it. that out there. You know, I'm with you, though. I that makes a lot of sense. And there's also beyond that. I mean, I think that's that's a great valid point. But beyond that. There's a stigma for sure, uh, just in general, but especially in Mormonism about getting divorced. Like right. it's, it's pretty frowned upon. And um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. And if the wife conveniently dies, he's still sealed to her and to his kids and he can just get another wife yeah. and be the polygamist in heaven. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, like, I just I can't fathom it. Like, what other reason? And it's even more twisted and horrible when we get into it. Like, yeah. Okay, so let's just get into it. So, whew, okay, so they're accusing, so the police and everything uh, is accusing him of slowly poisoning his wife with potassium cyanide in her protein shakes. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was like a slow, drawn-out death. It wasn't like, yeah. yeah. How do you even get potassium cyanide? Well, we're going to get into it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is from the Cafe Mom article that I mentioned before. They um, write, so, quote, as Angela Craig, so that's his wife, became increasingly ill, James Craig reportedly told investigators his wife was hooked on opioids and had suicidal thoughts, according to the Denzer, uh, sorry, guys, I can't pronounce, according to the Denver Gazette. So he's trying to, like, initially say, like, oh, yeah, when she was sick, like, she's hooked on opioids and had suicidal thoughts, and, you know, maybe that's what it is, but then... Ah, so he wants to blame it on her. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. It's horrible. Um, but then his dental partner at Sunnybrook Dental, which Google it, some good reviews, um, was suspicious that he may have been hurting Angela and tipped off a nurse, which is based on an affidavit. Oh, my God. Why can I not pronounce? What is it? Affidavit. Affidavit. Guys, listeners, this is what happens when you get no sleep at night. I cannot function. Um, obtained by the news outlet. So, Basically, they say, like, the arrest alleges that the couple had marital problems and a divorce was on the horizon. And then, according to the documents that they managed to get together, Craig opened a new Gmail account on February 27th, so just last month, and started making all kind of, like, ridiculous searches. So some of them were like, how do you you know, murder someone, not murder, but how do you kill someone with poison? How long does it take? What's the, you know, like a poison that won't show up in an autopsy, like these types of stuff. What an idiot. I know. I mean, I'm glad he got caught, but damn, like that's the first, that's one of the first things they look at. I know. I was just thinking like, this guy is such a fucking idiot. And to just, oh, I'm going to create a new Gmail account and then that's going to cover it. No. (laughs) Like, he's so dumb. Like, this Gmail account is secret. It's, wait, no, it's not secret. It's sacred. <laughs> it's sacred. Hashtag sacred. God. Um, and then he also, so Craig, so De, um, James Craig, he made urgent orders for potassium cyanide. And then also, so that was with his Gmail account that he created. And he has his exchange emails with his mistress. So it's all there. Like, there's no So he just bought it online? (laughs) Yeah. And so basically, he bought it and had it. So we'll get into more details later. But he bought one of them to have sent to his, like, office, his work, and said that he was going to use it for a surgery. What? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the nurse was like, uh. (laughs) Oh, so the nurse noticed and was like, what do you got that for, bud? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. After, you know, finds out that his wife died and the nurse is like, uh, yeah, when the police came to like talk to everyone, they're like, yeah, um, he had this cyanide, potassium cyanide that he bought for a medical procedure. So this is um, according to Channel 9 News on there. So he apparently allegedly told representative from Midland Scientific that he was a surgeon and planned to use the potassium cyanide for a medical procedure. James responded by stating that he was a surgeon performing a craniofacial reconstruction. And James said he is using this chemical to check and see if it will help with the layering of alternative metals. Oh. But, I mean, so he's was he really a surgeon or was he 
I guess, yeah, dentists can be surgeons as well. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think he could get away with buying it because he was a dentist, but obviously people in his office are like, what procedure are you talking about? That There's not a procedure. Yeah, it, they definitely like notice and were like, that's weird for you exactly. to have ordered all that. Yeah. Yeah. So he buys that and then days later, his wife becomes ill. Oh, yeah. What a what a quinky dink. Yeah. <laughs> So the arrest documents state that Angela Craig started to feel ill on March 6th, and she was complaining of dizziness. Um, She was then admitted to Parker Adventist uh, Hospital and released later that day, and she just believed that she had a sinus infection because the doctors couldn't figure it out and were like, oh, maybe you just have a sinus infection. So, Yeah, because I guess you have to, you'd, you'd have to, like, suspect that you'd been poisoned for them to test for it right like exactly and would think like oh my my mormon husband put cyanide in my shake like yeah you would think yeah yeah exactly so there was no reason to think that it was poison um so they just let her like let her go and then you can see their text message exchanges which i i've had the screenshots so i'll read them at the bottom at the end but just one of them for example was he writes to her baby I love you so much I wish I could just stay up 24 7 and be with you I know it's lonely and boring and maybe sometimes scary and I just want to be there to support you through it all ew he's such a fucking liar it's disgusting he's literally killing and sending those and then so I'll read you the screenshots of the text messages later but like all of them are basically him saying like, oh, he asked his wife constantly, like, how are your symptoms? Are, you, are they getting worse? I'm really concerned. Like, he's always like really loving and wants her to know that he like loves her so much and blah, blah, blah. And there's like one of the, the messages that says, like, as the song says, I hope you know that you're enough for me. Indeed, more than enough. Oh, I, I am disturbed. It's it's fucking disturbing. So she so after that, she went back into the hospital because she was still continuing to have these symptoms and she was in the hospital for five days. Um, So she was admitted to the same hospital on March 9th and released on March 14th. And on March 15th, her condition worsened considerably. um, And she and her brother took her to the university hospital where she was admitted to intensive care unit. And then she had no brain activity and died on March 18th. Oh. Yeah. And she had, basically, she had, like, a seizure as well. And it's really horrible. So she, this was, like I said, a very long, drawn-out A poor death. woman. Yeah. It was really horrible. Oh, and her kids. Yeah. She has six kids, you guys. Oh. And I think the ages, the oldest, I believe, was, like, 20. But it goes all the way down to quite young. Oh my god, what a monster. Like yeah. What an absolute monster. To not only do that to your wife, like and you're faking all this love for her, but then you took away your children's mother. Exactly. Yeah. And like how he writes so and then on top of all that, so when she died, he told everyone, he was like, he requested that no autopsy be done after Wow. Because he didn't want her body to go through any more trauma. And and then it gets even worse. And he's, he allegedly said that if doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with her when she was alive, they couldn't explain it after she died. What? How is this guy a dentist? Like 
you don't you don't know how an autopsy works like of course they're gonna find they're gonna find things in death they couldn't find in life like that's the whole point of doing an autopsy exactly well and yep. to me like when I hear these things like when it's usually let's be real but sometimes not but like the spouse it's usually the husband but when the spouse or whoever is like no I don't want an autopsy I just don't want their body to be disturbed it's like "Hmm, red flag red flag what don't Uh you have to find but yeah what are you hiding (laughs) it's so it's it's just like Oh, and just how he, his messages, it's like also like too good, like too, he's putting on a performance. It's like yes. his husband is just being, you know, he doesn't want an autopsy done. That's suspicious. He's also just being a bit too concerned about her well-being. In the yeah. Hospital. And like texting saying, I wish I could be with you. Like, if you really do wish you could be with her, then go be with her, not your mistress. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then so sorry, I left this part out. So when you're asking about like how his coworker. So the package arrived for potassium cyanide, but also a coworker reportedly found a biohazard sticker at the dentist's office that said potassium cyanide. Oh. And, and the office manager found the sticker and began to Google the side effects. Um, and then also, like, so then once they Googled it, obviously they saw that her symptoms were consistent with having ingested potassium cyanide. And then the manager reportedly told another employee about their suspicion. So it all kind of just, well, you good. know, filed from there. And then his business partner, Ryan Redfern, I believe is how you pronounce it, um, went to the university hospital when he heard that Angela Craig's condition was grave and told a nurse that he believed she had been poisoned. Good for them. Like, yeah. That's, that's really great that they, that, you know, discovered that and then thought to say something like, Mm-hmm. It, it maybe could have got well I don't know the autopsy would have probably revealed but like that's good for them and also that really sucks that probably affected their business a lot oh yeah of course because now they're getting all this like horrible publicity because of this guy because of that guy yeah and they're always going to be linked with him as well yeah um and basically it was done so that he could go meet so James Craig could go meet his mistress I'm just that's sickening sickening mm-hmm. Yep. So the mm-hmm. arrest report states that uh, the arrest report states that James Craig had a flight plan from Denver to Austin, which was the closest airport to Karen Kane, on March 16th. Um, yeah. Wow. So, and that's wow. when you get that email exchange that I read before between her. Uh, sorry, between Karen and Craig, where she's like saying, oh, I wish I could meet your family, but under better conditions. So his wife hadn't passed away yet. It was two days before she passed away. Uh, and he's uh, like planning on meeting. And I don't want to meet you or your family under these conditions. Exactly. Ew. Yeah. So he, he says like, basically, he wanted to meet his mistress during this time. And she's like, no, I want to I want to wait until it's better conditions, which is just absolutely disgusting. And after all of this, of course, comes out, then his family says that the couple, their relationship was in trouble for a while. And it was reported that supposedly, and I don't know how much of this part, like we've talked about this in the past, we even had guests on. So take this with a pinch of salt in that I don't know if he was actually addicted to pornography but that's mm. what they say he was that he, you know, because the church tends to say that for everyone. So who's yeah. to say if he really was? Um, 
And they also, the church is quick to say that's the reason why someone is a horrible person is if they're addicted to pornography. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like linking the two to be, you know, anyways, they say that he was addicted to pornography and get this. He had drugged his wife in the past. (gasps) What? Yeah. Yeah. So he already drugged her in the past, basically. And we'll get to that later because there's an actual screenshot where she, she, like, he mentions that, like, oh, I know you're probably, you know, given our history, this must be triggering for you. <gasps> so we'll get into it. Yeah, it's wild. Like, so she poisoned her, drugged her, and she knew about it. And yeah. With, Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, So her sister said that she always wanted to leave the marriage numerous times over the past 16 years, but he always persuaded her to stay. Um, Exactly. So he can, he would convince her, even though he like cheated on her, he had multiple. Um, Obviously he drugged her. Like he has his new mistress. And on top of all of that, they had financial problems as well. He sounds like a real piece of shit. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So then when the police took the couple's cell phones on March 16th, they found one of the text message exchanges, the one that I mentioned before. um, And there's an actual screenshot um, on March 6th that says in there. So Angela Craig tells her husband that she felt drugged. And he says, quote, given our history, I know that must be triggering. But just for the record, I didn't drug you. I'm super worried, though. You looked really pale before I left, like, even in your lips, even. This is, like, so fucked up. Yeah. When And she says, I feel like I was drugged. And he says, I didn't drug you. But given our history, I can see why you'd be triggered. Ew, what's this guy feel? No. So now I'm going to read some of the other text messages before we get into like the church's involvement, because the messages, you guys, they were chilling to me because I just kept thinking the whole time, this guy is literally killing his wife slowly while sending her these messages. Uh So I can only see part of this one, but the part you see, it says from him. Anyway, I hope you sleep well and start to feel better. And if I can't, we can make me again tonight doesn't really make sense i just miss you and i want to be close to you i love you so much i'll talk to you soon and then she says i love you too baby thank you for handling so much maybe someone will figure me out tonight did you give mark the door and alarm codes so she's literally saying like she hopes a doctor or someone will figure out what's wrong with her Uh, i know and then another one um this is from him I hope the EEG is going okay, and I hope you're able to get cleaned up in the other ways that you wanted to besides just your hair. I'm going to lay down for a while. Not sure how long. I would think somewhere between an hour and a half and a week week should do the trick. And then she responds, my brain is normal, so there. Hope you're getting some sleep. I miss you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then it goes on. So she says, thank you for taking care of me. Oh, no. care of me. I know. Oh, it's so horrible. And he says, of course, don't forget, you still have caffeinated crystal light if you want it. Or if you want some fresh with ice, I can make some and bring it to you. And she says, no, this is good. I have a sandwich coming, so that will be perfect. My mouth tastes like medicine. Doctor just signed off and is getting my paperwork together. If she gets done soon, I'll have Belle get me. If not, can you come at three or should I call Renee? 
He said, I should be able to do it if it's around three or later. And she says, it's okay if you can't. There are plenty of people who can come get me, but I just like you best. Oh, my goodness. This is so disgusting because especially because we know she gets out of the hospital and then her condition gets so bad the very next day that she goes back in and her brain dies, essentially. Like, we know that he picks her up and just immediately brings her home and drugs her more. And poisons her. Yeah. And the thing is, is like he kept he kept trying to say basically it was the caffeine as well. That's why that part mentioning like, oh, did you want the caffeinated crystal light? And she's like, no, thanks. Because in other exchanges, she was saying, like, I think it might be the caffeine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Also, that just clicked for me how he offered to make her some and bring Um, it to her. Yep. Poisoning her in the hospital. Exactly. Whoa. And then this part, this one gives me chills. So another text conversation says, quote, and this is sent from him. Have you eaten anything? And she said, I had my protein shake and magnesium makes me feel weird. This is not hungry. And he said, are you nauseous? And she said, no, I feel drugged. And then that's when he sends the, given our history, I know that must be triggering. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. I am super worried, though. You really looked pale before I left, like in your lips even. Any update? (gasps) Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. It's chilling. So those are just some of the, I didn't do all of them because I just felt like, oh my God, it's too much already. But there's quite a few of the screenshots and it's just so sickening because you know the whole time he's murdering her. He's slowly killing this woman and she was in a lot of pain. Like it wasn't just, you know, she had a light headache. It was like really, she was nauseous, her stomach. She had a lot of like severe, severe headaches. and Well, yeah, she had cyanide in her body. Yeah. Oh. So now... This is the part where the church is involved, which is even more like my jaw drops. Okay. So there's a whole article. Again, it's Daily Mail. Take it with a pinch of salt. But I read other stuff that confirmed that this actually happened. So James Craig recruited members of the church to help him clean up a potential crime scene at his home the day before his wife was pronounced dead. (gasps) So he asked the church, like contacted his bishop and asked them. So this is a source close to the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, South Shore Ward. And this is the ward that he's a part of and his family is a part of to help, quote, organize his mudroom and basement at their home while Angela was in the hospital. And he said it was because he wanted to do it before his family comes into town. What? <laughs> So this source said that it was an oddly specific request, and it's quite common in the community for us to go into someone's house and help when there's been a new baby or sickness, but the language of this request was so high-end, and the request was sent out to church members via email after 1 p.m. on March 17th. So this is a day before she dies. A day before, and that is so oddly specific. Uh Uh-huh. And then, so the major crimes homicide detectives had already executed a search warrant on the family residence at 8.45 the previous morning. And then less than 24 hours after the church members search, Angela is like unconscious in intensive care, intensive care and pronounced brain dead. Oh, no. What do you think he wanted cleaned up? I think he wanted cleaned up. So we'll get to it. There's some things okay. in there. So 
Um, he basically said Craig refused to speak to a detective when uh, from the police department when visited at a friend's home around 830 on March 16th. They then executed the search warrant on his home approximately 15 minutes later, and they recovered multiple items from the household, including the protein powders, workout style shakers used to consume protein shakes, um, a computer tablet, water bottle, and two different plastic Ziploc style bags, neither of which were labeled and both of which contain white powdery substances in them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So with so now it goes to say like so Craig was charged with first degree murder after allegedly slowly poisoning his wife. That the timing and the nature of his requests for help cleaning out specific rooms in the large family property was quote chilling. And they the sources basically said what was he wanting organized away so soon before she died? Was there something still there to be worried about? Um, which we I think the assumption is that they wanted him to just or they wanted. I think it was just tampering with the evidence, right? So that way, if they had these people in, so he was thinking like, oh, if we have people in cleaning up, maybe there's like resident or residue left from the poisoning. But then also if there's like certain things that everyone's touching, then it's kind of tampering evidence and it's hard to say what happened. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of what I was assuming maybe what it was, because obviously they still found the substance like the police did in these Ziploc bags. But I think it's more of like everyone was touching everything and tampering evidence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so on March 19th, two days after the request for others to clean up, clean up his home and shortly after Angela was taken off life support, police attained a warrant to arrest Craig on first degree murder charges. And he had already texted his business partner, Ryan Redfern, asking him to not speak about Angela's illness and death and reminding him that he was under no obligation to talk to anyone, including any law enforcement officers, unless they unless you are served a subpoena. Um, wow. And then he also basically attempted to guilt him into silence, insisting you will do more damage than gives my family by continuing to insert yourself into this, blah, blah, blah. Even though, like, his business partner was the one that was like, okay, something's up and went to the hospital. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, so this email that I'm going to read, too, and I took a a screenshot, uh, and it's definitely, like, a church email for sure. And this is the email that the bishop sent out to everyone when he asked for help to clean. So it's like on the little, um, I'll have to share this with you afterwards so you can see and if anyone's interested. So it's like on the little uh, church email template where it says the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. (laughs) South Shore War members. And this was on March 20th, 2023 at 1019 a.m. And the subject is Craig Family. It says, Thank you for your continued prayers and tremendous support for the Craig family. Thank you for the yard work, the meals, the housework, and the love that you have generously provided. The family is grateful. I am grateful. Many have reached out inquiring about recent news. We don't have many answers, but wanted to provide some counsel. One, Jesus is the Christ. Be his disciple. Mosiah 2, 17. Think of the Craig children. How will your communication potentially affect them? They are most important. Two, Oh, sorry, that was two. So two, think of the Craig children. How will your communication potentially affect them? They are the most important. Three, if you have questions as a ward member, please reach out to the Reese Society president or the bishop. Four, if you are approached or asked questions about the situation from the public, please refer them to President Hansen. Five, we don't judge. We love, we minister. Love, bishop, someone, 
Mouth we off. don't judge. Yeah. Um, I'm going to judge the <laughs> shit out of this asshole yeah. that slowly poisoned his wife and took the mother of all his children. He mm-hmm. took the, their mother away. Like, I hate the, the whole we don't judge thing. Because we don't judge. And, like, this guy just fucking took advantage of your church and your hospitality. Like, he had you clean up a potential murder or a crime scene from, yeah. like, yeah. what the actual fuck? Uh, and it's just the, the irony, too, because Mormons do judge. <laughs> exactly. It's just oh, wow. crazy that that was, like, even sent out and just for them to be like, hush, hush, keep quiet. Even though the cops are, like, saying, like, we need, you know, witnesses and people to come forward. And the, the bishop's sending out this email that's like, we want to respect the family and be quiet. Well, the family consists of the dad who murdered his wife. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. For the sake of, I know, I understand you don't want to, like, hurt the children further. But the, you need to help bring, you know, justice. you need to get justice like, for I'm sure their, the kids their want justice, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, so that's it. That's that's the story. It's a wild ride. It's crazy. Um, it's ongoing. I have a question. Yes. Um. So Karen, do you think that she knew about his what he was doing to his wife? I don't think so. To be fair, and I mean, this is just me, my personal opinion, based off the YouTube videos I was watching of her. She's cringy, but I don't think she knew. I think she probably just thought like, okay, I'm meeting this guy. I'm having an affair with him um, is feeling guilty, but I don't see her being like, yeah, he's going to kill her and we're going to get away with it. Cause she seems really smart. So I can't imagine her being like, yeah, we'll get away with it. And she's like very well known in the public area, like in, in Austin area. Like she's has all these marketing videos out there. Like she's a well-known face. So it's not like, I just can't imagine her thinking like, yeah, this will go over well. I wish she would have just picked someone else to have an affair with. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, especially because she's so so smart and well known and successful, and then it's like, oh, this this guy, this guy's exactly. Who and yeah. you see, and like when you see her too, you just think like, really, he chose to have an affair with this guy? Like, if you guys are curious, go Google him. Like, it's he's not any. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> and he's Mormon. Like, he's what's Mormon. what's the what's the appeal there? Ugh. I know. Oh, it's it's just crazy. I bet she's now just like, oh my god, it's the biggest fucking mistake in my life. And to think about it, if she didn't know, if she really didn't know what he was gonna do, she was potentially gonna end up with a guy who's capable of drugging and poisoning his wife. Yeah. Imagine yeah. She would have been next, you know? Because he. I know for real. Her, so let's move on. And you know something else too. That just really, I don't know, it kind of speaks to, like, the whole patriarchal system of the Mormon church is how he drugged his wife before and she stayed. Exactly. It's like that manipulation to where, like, oh, don't leave me. You need the priesthood holder and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Don't break up our family. And he just, like, I I, I don't know how anyone could could move on and stay with a person after they you've been drugged by them but I have no idea and that's something I didn't really go down that rabbit hole but I read something on there that was saying that his reason for drugging her was that he told her his sister or her sister or someone that he did it because he was planning on committing suicide and didn't want her to like see it happening oh my god yeah 
this guy is a psychopath. He is, really and truly. So, yeah, so that's the uh, that's the case of, um, or the, the true crimes case of James Craig and Angela Craig. Well, rest in peace to Angela. Yeah. All the condolences and love to her children and yeah. her family. Like, oh, that's horrible, but. It's horrible. Thank you for covering it and, and yeah. doing all that research. You you yeah. really went you went at it this week. <laughs> you guys, I could not. I was like, there's so many things. I was like, oh my god, and then there's this. Oh my god, and then there's this. How can I? I gotta get it all in. So, uh, so he's just uh, been he's just been arrested, but uh, he's not sentenced yet, right? He's not Correct. sentenced yet, and he's he's still he's in jail. He doesn't have bond, so um, he's not going. All right. Anywhere. Well, we'll have to follow it, but thank you for that. That was great. Uh, All right. We will talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.